0: The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast, spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode and may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so Sexy Cool. So as always y'all at the beginning of every one of these episodes, right? If you are new to the Sexy Cool Lounge, thank you. Thank you for giving us some of your time. Thank you for allowing us to just sprinkle a little bit of positive energy and good vibes only along your way as you continue on with your self-empowerment, self-love journey through this universe, right? And if you are so inclined, please go back and check out any episode between one and 90 with this being episode number 91, (laughs) who would have ever thought y'all, but you can check it out over at the website, which is www.sexycoollounge.com. And you can follow the podcast on any one of your favorite podcast platforms. All right. And if you happen to be on social media, Instagram, give us a follow over at Lounge. All right. And, you know, you can always find me on Facebook, y'all. Send me a friend request and I will accept. And the big news? Oh, yeah. Sexy Cool Lounge now has a community chat on Facebook. Y'all need to go on over and uh, put in some positive affirmations and good vibes only so we can continue to spread that around the world. And always follow us on YouTube, Sexy Cool Lounge channel subscribe and catch the vibe over there. See my pretty face for a little bit while y'all listen to my voice on the audio. (laughs) So now that housekeeping is out of the way, all right? My guest today is somebody that I have been waiting to have on the show. And I know that I say that a lot, y'all, but it is the truth. And uh, she's been really gracious to give us some of her time. All right. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about who she is. But more importantly, I wanna tell you that she has a teaching background. And if y'all know anything about me, right? You know I have a love for teachers. Everybody in my family was a teacher, pretty much. And my mama is a retired school principal. Y'all know her from the Mother's Day episode. So this lady here, she's got a teaching background. So I needed to have her come on and give us some of her time. So who is she? She is a renowned speaker. She's also a coach. She's a workshop facilitator, all right, who specializes in mindset. With over 20 years of experience as an educator, she has honed her skills in helping individuals and organizations shift their mindset towards success, y'all. She is the founder of a woman-owned company that focuses on empowering individuals to reach their full potential. She brings keep it real vibe, y'all, yeah. As soon as I saw that in her bio, I was like, oh, got to have her on the show, y'all. So without further ado, y'all, let's bring it in and give a warm welcome and listening ear to my friend, Ms. Kate McCauley. Kate, how are you doing today?
1: Jimmy, I am so grateful to be here. Massive amounts of gratitude <laughs> for having me on. The intro was phenomenal. I need to take you everywhere I go. And just like you said, of course, I was a teacher, but... I love educators, so I like that you highlighted that. So much love to your mom and all those educators that tune into your show. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for coming on board. So you know the drill. Before we even get into why you're here and the things that you're going to bless us with, with all of the positive things that you're doing, first question out of the gate is, Miss Kate, what does sexy cool mean to you? So
1: to me, sexy cool is an energy that is within And it radiates out into the universe. Sexy cool means that, you know, you're attracted to that and it makes you feel good. You want more of it. So if a person enters a room or a podcast or you're on the phone with them, they're at an event, whatever it might be that you get to share space with someone who brings that sexy cool vibe, you just feel empowered and lit up and you want more of it. And when they leave, you miss them you feel attracted to that person in a way. It's like, wow, this is really cool. I get to hang out with this person. And then you absorb some of that and let your sexy cool come out into the universe. That's what it means to me.
0: Wow. That is so beautiful and so profound. And thank you for uh, leaving your footprint on not only what a sexy cool mean to you, but also on episode number 91, right? So the reason why I asked that question is because I can ask it a million times around the world, and pretty much I have, and I never get the same answer twice, okay? Okay. And for me, that is where the essence of that question comes from. It is all in the perspective of the person. No answer is the right answer. No answer is the wrong person. It's all up to the individual and how they feel inside as they radiate outside. So thank you so much for uh, giving us your perspective on that question. So the reason why I had you come on the show is you're doing some amazing things and the skill set in which you are doing it uh, intrigues me because we're all here trying to do something positive, leave some type of good vibes only footprint on this universe. And I just thought that how you're doing it needs to be sampled by me and my audience. Okay. So the way I kind of want to start off is you have a, a, a unique way of talking about setting goals with accountability, right? right. And no matter what we do in life or wherever we go, we typically have a path or a pattern or we, or we foresee how we want something to come about in our lives. Okay. And I'd like for you to just deep dive with me on setting goals, but setting goals with accountability. Break that down for us, but then help us how bringing all of that together works.
1: Right. Well, as you said, there's a lot of different times in our life where we want to set goals. Maybe it's just, you know, the new year or you're starting a new career, you're venturing into something new. Maybe it's, you know, something, it doesn't have to be something big. Maybe it's something small within your house that you're trying to change in some way and you want to improve. So you create a goal and this is a phenomenal thing to do. And when I work with people, no matter where it is that I'm working with them, I talk about a couple of things related to goals. First, that it needs to be a smart goal. You need to be specific, measurable, it has to be attainable, it has to be relevant to you, and you have to put a time frame in it. And with all of those things, if you can layer in accountability, you are much more likely to be successful. Because if you put something out into the world, it's wonderful to do that, but if you don't have someone to come back at you and say, remember what you said you were going to do? Where are you within that process? What do we need to shift or change? And just someone who you can check in with, who will, in my case, keep it real with you because it's very easy for us to make excuses and say, well, I'm too busy, or this came up, or, you know, I'm afraid. But if you have someone to keep you accountable, it doesn't mean those things disappear. You're still busy. You still may have an incredible amount of fear. But now you have someone in your ear in some format, whether it's at a speaking event, if it's through coaching. I do this to say to people, keep going. Don't give up. You want it to be accountable. You want this goal. And it helps them go back to that original reason why they said it, which is their why, why do you want it? You know? So I think I've seen success personally with it and everyone who I've been able to work with when they're feeling like things are just what I call the messy middle traveling through that accountability helps push it to the next level.
0: So when we talk about accountability, someone that might be just starting out, they're feeling what we're saying. They're they're on the vibe, the frequency of what we're trying to talk about, about setting goals, but doing it with accountability. And let's just say that they've never been held accountable. Okay. Mm. So how do we show them? What can we say that accountability is what? So until they find a mentor or someone that's going to, as you say, keep it real with them. Sure. If they're if they're in a situation where they have to hold themselves accountable, okay. what are some of the things that we can say, okay, you either need to write this down. You need to say it on Facebook or whatever. Right. It is, put it out there in such a way that you now have to hold yourself accountable for what you said that you were going to do. How can we show them that portion of it?
1: Well, I think you're exactly right. Put it out into the universe. Because once you do that, you're telling yourself and really whoever it is that is seeing it, whether or not you realize they're seeing it or not, you put it out there. So now you have this internal voice saying to you, I am going to do this. So let's say it's an exercise journey and you're saying, I am going to walk every single day of the month of April. If you put that out there, you put it on your Facebook, your Instagram, and then you decide, you know what, I'm going to check in here whether or not you have a person doing it, once you put it out into the universe, your brain is like, okay, this is what we do now. And you're gonna check in with yourself. Now, I do think that the more you do that, the better. So, you know, if you want to become, you know, someone who's writing a book or starting a new business, you know, you can form those "I am" statements, for example, and write them down on your calendar, in your journal, put them on the background of your phone, And putting it out there into the universe to yourself so that you will see it and, you know, taking it to that next level, like you said, putting it on social media or connecting with someone. It doesn't have to be a mentor. It could be someone who is similar to you, not exactly the same path as you are, but an accountability partner. So if you wanted to do that exercise routine and you want to be happier and healthier, connect with someone and say, hey, do you want to be my accountability partner? And it doesn't have to be, you have to hire someone they can, you know, and they don't have to do the same thing as you, but it should be close because if you're just starting that exercise journey, although this person could be of great wisdom to you, do not reach out to someone who is running marathons, you know, once a month, because that's not where you are yet. Maybe later in your journey, that person could be your accountability partner, but, you know, just having that connection with someone and of course, putting it out into the universe for yourself, reminds you and tells your brain, I want to do this.
0: So if I'm hearing you correctly, then we can utilize a friendship, right? Uh, If you have a significant other, you can uh, reach out to them and say, hey, please hold me accountable for doing this. Or if, you know, uh, I hear all the time, BFFs, you know? Right. So you go to your BFF and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Please hold me accountable for, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week. I need you to hold me accountable for that and call me out when that doesn't happen. Or if you have a buddy, you know, if mm-hmm. you, whatever it may be, it sounds like what you're saying is it doesn't have to be someone where you go in and spend money for. It could be right. someone that maybe you highly respect who, if they say, hey, you said you were going to do this and you're not doing this, then it really makes you reflect back within yourself to say, Oh no, I, you know what, you're right. I did say that. And now you have to put more emphasis on what it is that you told them to hold you accountable for. Right.
1: Right. And if they're going to do something similar, like I said, it doesn't have to be the same exact thing, but you can serve as an accountability for them as well. You know, which also makes you think about what you said you were going to do, because if you said you were going to do the thing, And you're checking in with this person and, you know, now you're not doing it. I don't want to say it's guilt, but maybe it is a little bit of guilt that creeps in and reminds you, you know what, I am going to go take that break at lunch today so that I can de-stress and my accountability partner who works with me, she's going to do it too, you know? So it's kind of, it's, you can both be accountable for each other.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes um, we get a little lost in the word guilt. And, and and rightfully so. Okay, so don't don't get me wrong when I say this. Um, but in the positive sense of guilt, mm-hmm. I think that um, subconscious thing of saying, I did say I was going to do this, you know, I, I I did commit to this. And now I'm not But whatever my reasons are, unless they're emergency reasons, if you just said, I just don't want to do it today, I know I said I was going to do it, then I think to some degree, you should feel a little bit guilty about that. And maybe that is your inspiration and motivation to get back on track. The other type of guilt, the gaslighting guilt, the toxic guilt. Yeah, no, we're not even like going down that road. We're talking about if you say you're going to do something with the exception of emergency purposes or whatever, then. Yeah, I think it's okay to have a little bit of guilt because that is what helps, in my opinion, to keep you striving forward. Because you don't want to feel that internal guilt of, yeah, I know I said I was going to do this and I didn't. So let's just stay on the bandwagon and let's just try to get it done moving forward. Right? Okay. So if we are setting the goals with accountability, right, and we're moving forward in our journey, then we are truly preparing ourselves. For our future self, right? We are putting in the investment in the moment for something that we want to be a part of us in the future, right? So talk to me a little bit about preparing yourself for the future self.
1: So related to those goals that you're setting, you need to show up as your future self. And at first that is going to feel very awkward. That imposter syndrome is going to creep in and your brain is going to send you messages. Who are you to do this? But when you show up as your future self and start saying those things, let's say we give the example of someone who wanted to start a business. If we were talking about those goals, I am a business owner. I am someone who will go on social media and talk about my business. You start saying these things and then you show up and you do them and It's going to evolve, of course, but all of those little steps for showing up for yourself, putting it out into the universe, and then actually doing it, all of those things will eventually take you where you need to go, but you need to show up as that future version of yourself in order to get there. And I will say that, of course, it could evolve and change. I did this for myself. When I left my job and resigned as a teacher, many people were saying to me, Are you kidding me? Who do you think you are to do this? So of course my voice was saying that. So I had to shift and show up as the future version of myself who was going to put this word out into the world. And at first I will admit, I experienced that on a very deep level and it was scary, but continuing to show up and saying it out loud, putting it out into the universe, reaching out to people like you and saying, I would love to come and talk about this you know, is a part of the journey of showing up as your future self. Because I know, Jimmy, that when you and I talk a year from now, I will be doing things that I wrote on the board over there in my office that, you know, maybe I'm doing on a small level now, but it will definitely get bigger because I am showing up as the future version of myself and I'm owning it. So I think that it's tough to do. But it's something that you need to do, and you can start with those "I am" statements. You, you know, you there's plenty of ways to do it, but you just got to do it.
0: And 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 trust the fact that now that this is an episode, and it will be documented out into the Ethernet of the universe, uh, I will be holding you accountable. <laughs> I love that. Things. I love it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the person that is hearing you say, show up as your future self, right? Mm -hmm. Give us an example of what that really means, okay? I mean, we hear you say, you know, you gotta do this and you gotta do that, but for the person that's never done it before, even if they tried to do it the first time, right? And even Mm -hmm. you said, it's gonna feel weird because you've never done it before, or you don't know what that feels like to, to like look into the future and say, okay, this is how I wanna be, so this is the way I wanna be now. Give right. us a basic example of,
1: okay, how to do it, how to do it. Okay. All right. So I want your listeners to think about something that they want to do. And it doesn't have to be what I did, you know, change my whole career and start again. It can be anything, anything that you want to do. You want to be open to love. You want more money in your life. You want to have better communication with a partner, or you want to set healthy boundaries, whatever it is that you, is floating through your brain right now thinking, you know, I really want to do that. And I want to change and become the type of person that does that thing, whatever they're thinking of. I want them to start by writing it down in a way that will show them that this is who you are. So I'm, I'm just gonna use my example, but I want them to put their example in. So I left the education world and became a speaker, a coach. So on my board, the first thing I wrote down is I am the missing piece to every opportunity that presents itself to me. Now, was I the missing piece originally? I didn't think so, but I'm telling you that I am now because I say that every day, I read it. I just recently recorded myself. So I hear my voice saying it to me in the evenings and to take it a step further, I want them to now visualize what that looks like. So whatever that goal or change that they wanted to see. Let's say that for me, for the speaking world, I actually am visualizing myself, not sitting in the audience watching, you know, not the person who has that loving relationship, but actually visualizing themselves in that situation. So I'm talking about what I'm wearing on stage, how I show up when I turn to my talent coordinator, Liz, and say, Liz, this is amazing. Look where we are. You know, I see my daughter and my sons and my husband in the front row. And I am just so grateful for everything there. I visualize myself getting mic'd up, talking to the crowd. And I literally go through the whole process and what it feels like, what it sounds like, so that this is who I am becoming. And I do that now. I've taken it, you know, they can take it a little further right before I go to sleep. I visualize those things. And I'm telling you that if you try this and you you know, there's a lot of woo-woo around manifesting. You have to take action, of course. You can't just visualize it. But when you start thinking about those things in your mind, your brain, the reticular activating system is that gatekeeper. And when you start thinking of these things, it doesn't know the difference between what is real and what you are imagining. So when you imagine those things and you say those things to yourself, whatever that I am statement, we can go a little deeper if you want on what you should not do with an I am statement, but you need to keep saying it, keep visualizing it. And I'm telling you that you will notice that people will reach out to you. Let's say it was you know, somebody who wanted to create that business. Someone will start talking to you about it because now your brain is focused on it. Those things may have been there before, but your brain wasn't processing that as important information. It's like when you were looking for a car or something, and now you see that car everywhere on the road. It's because you're thinking about it. You're visualizing it. So those are the tips I would say steal right away. And of course, make it your own.
0: Right. And, and I think where I can even add into that is, is that for a lot of us, we've watched sports before. Okay. And the warmups, if you will, let's just say basketball, you see Mm -hmm. them doing their layups, you see them at the free throw line, they're visualizing in the game situation, what they need to do or how they wanna perfect something. Or if you're on the football field and you see people blocking or you see people running and they're cutting left or they're cutting right, they're almost in their minds simulating what they would do in a game time situation. And they even take it one step further, me with this podcast. Before I got where I am now, how many times was I in the car? How many times was I in my living room imagining headsets on and, you know, doing the intro and and things of that nature, but I was visualizing what I wanted myself to be in the future. And now that has come to pass in the manner that you say we should continue to do that daily and strengthen and condition that kind of mindset for Preparing ourselves for the future self. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. What you focus on will become your reality.
0: Wow. And notice family that she talked about her boards. We have continuously over episodes, over episodes, we have shared the importance of vision boards and how important they are to our success not only in the future but to holding ourselves accountable to what we want to get done at the moment for the future. So again, if you do not have a vision board, I suggest that you put one somewhere. If you don't know, email me and we'll make it happen, family, okay? So okay, thank you for uh bringing us into our future selves. So I want to kind of like reach out and go in a different direction for a minute and I want to I want to bring to the table emotional hygiene. Mm-hmm. And I'm real delicate with that because I don't want anyone to um, first start off with like hearing the word hygiene and then they go right. down the road that they shouldn't. So instead of me um, trying to explain it, uh, okay. I'm just going to leave it to the the expert and just say, you know, tell us what is emotional hygiene and then How do we work that in everything that we're trying to do moving forward?
1: So emotional hygiene, like you said, can sound scary. Like, what are we even talking about here? But let me just start off by saying that this is an area that is neglected. We don't always focus on this. So I really want your listeners to pay attention, steal some ideas here, because when we talk about all areas of our life, you know, we focus on maybe our physical nutrition, exercise, eating well. But the emotional side of it is really important because you can be at the gym, eating healthy, but pushing all of those emotions down and eventually you will explode. You will feel it maybe in an eye tick or you will have nightmares or you will just start crying. You you will have your body react to it in a physical way because you are not dealing with it. So the way that you can have a healthy emotional hygiene is to set healthy boundaries ask for feedback on all of things, not just at work, you know, but if you're in a relationship and you're sensing that something isn't right, ask, you know, is this
0: bothering you? So help us understand. I mean, we hear boundaries all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes because of just the way society has conditioned us with the word boundaries. Okay. As it relates to the significant others, uh, relationships, friendships, OK, co-workers or family, for that matter. Sure. Help us understand, if you would, just for a moment, um, the difference between a healthy boundary and a not so healthy boundary.
1: So boundaries are important in that you want to keep a relationship in an area where you're still able to communicate with that person. Now, sometimes there are situations where you need to cut off some people and say, you know, it's not that I don't wish you well, but we're just not in the same wavelength anymore. We're going in different directions. And you know, you have to deal with those as they come. Of course, if it's a situation where you are not safe or you know, it is making you feel like this is just ruining my whole life, it's time to cut ties. But in most cases, when you're setting a healthy boundary, it's because you really do want to have this relationship in your life. But the way it is happening right now isn't serving you well. So you need to communicate that. Maybe it is that you say, you know what, you can't just show up to my house unannounced. Let's say it's a new mom and somebody is just showing up to see this new baby. And this mom isn't ready for that. She's feeling overwhelmed. She needs to set that healthy boundary and say, could you just give me a call or can we decide the day before what time you are going to come? Because I want you to see the baby. I want you to hang out. I love you, but I am just so overwhelmed and exhausted that I can't have you popping in here. Now, will sometimes people feel, oh, I can't believe she said that? Maybe, but most people that love you and respect you will appreciate the fact that you openly communicated to them. And in a lot of times you will find that the person immediately says back to you like if this was me okay oh, of course i was there i did this you know i am they may even feel they need to apologize and in that situation i would say you know no need to apologize i just want to put it out there because i don't want you know it to be something that either one of us are not feeling 100% and that's fair to both parties because if they show up unannounced in that situation i am going to be really upset with them and then it's just it's just going to take a bad turn and it will probably ruin the rest of the day. So that's just an example of how you could do it. And like I said, it's, you like the person you care about them. You want them to be in your
0: life. So is is it fair to say that setting healthy boundaries is also a way of showing uh, self-respect for yourself?
1: Absolutely. It's fair to say that. I guess,
0: I guess where I'm trying to go with that real quick is, you can't expect people to read your mind. All right. And if something is uncomfortable to you, it is your responsibility to communicate that. Now, once you communicate it, if they don't respect Mm. what you say, then that's a whole different conversation that needs to be had. But you can't say to yourself, I won't say anything and expect something to change. That's not setting a healthy boundary, right? Absolutely. You have to to communicate the boundary in order for the boundary to then exist. You cannot say what they should already know or anything like that, correct?
1: You're correct, Jimmy. I mean, can we, we can't read minds. If I could read someone's mind, you know, this would be a totally different conversation, right? But we can't read someone else's mind. And it's really unfair for us to expect other people to just figure it out on their own everybody's, you know, running around busy doing their thing and they want to be a part of your life. Or maybe it's in a work situation, you know, where you have to say to someone, I'm unable to come back to that because I have my kids, I have this going on and you have to speak up because if not, then that person is just trying to figure out, well, why is Kate not coming back to these events? Well, it's because my son has a basketball game, you know, and I have to tell you, I would love to be back at the school event you know, when I was in that teaching role, but I can't make it on Thursday night because I wouldn't want someone to think, you know, okay, oh, just not, you know, getting involved. We're making them read our mind and that's unfair, you know, so putting it out there solves that problem right away. And then, you know, it, there's no questions about why you are or why you are not doing anything.
0: Right. So if we're setting the healthy boundaries and we are creating the goals with accountability. And we're preparing ourselves for our future selves, then we're really putting in an alignment, the loving yourself part, right? And we're setting some form of a priority on that in order for all these things that we're talking about to kind of line up as moons would align with the planets, correct? So I guess what I want to talk about now is loving yourself doesn't mean you are self-obsessed. And I saw that on one of your Instagram uh, posts, okay? And I really wanted to talk to you about it because I think sometimes when we either hear loving ourselves or self-obsessed, it it, kind of gets diluted and kind of like intertwined when they're really separate. And as long as we understand the value of what each one means, Right. And we can really have some clarity on going in the right path for the right reasons. So, help us understand what you meant by loving yourself doesn't mean you are self obsessed.
1: Right. So, I know the post you're talking about, and I appreciate you checking that out. There was a period of time in my life that I felt guilty. If I would put myself on the to-do list because I have three children, I was a teacher, you know, now as a business owner, I'm married. There's a lot of hats that I wear as many of your listeners probably are wearing a lot of different hats, no matter what they're doing in their world, they have a lot going on. So especially for women, and I'm just saying that because I am one and I work with a lot of them, we tend to think that everybody else's needs should be met first And that if we go to the gym or we take a nap or, you know, we skip the dishes and do them tomorrow morning, that the universe will explode and everyone will think like, I can't believe she's doing that. She's a bad mom. All of those thoughts will float through our brains. And over time, this adds up into a habit of just putting ourselves last and you will not show up as the best version of yourself. If you do not take care of yourself, I'm sure we've all heard that they say, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you help others and pay attention to that. Because when you do take care of yourself, you can show up as the best version of you professionally, personally. And then, of course, stress happens. Things will pop up in your world where you're like, seriously, universe. But, you know, you already took care of yourself. So you're able to show up as the best version of you to tackle any of those situations that come. And when you don't, you will show, you may still be showing up and smiling. I I described it, you know, I was smiling and suffocating inside because I was doing all of the things. And some people probably thought that I was doing them well, but I can tell you that I wasn't doing them to the best of my ability because I was not taking care of myself. And then, you know, we talked about emotional hygiene, physically, and all of those things. It will snowball into, you know, total chaos. And you just don't want that. Are there times in your life, like yesterday, I was planning a family event. Did I do my normal Saturday routine? No, but I went out and I took a walk. I sat down for a little while and relaxed because I didn't want to feel resentful when I was taking care of everyone else and not taking care of myself. And to say, you know, you're not self-obsessed. It's not selfish. It is necessary to take care of yourself so you can help
0: others. I have an analogy that I use sometimes, which is your emotions and your vibe is like currency, right? Mm. And if you continue to go to that emotional ATM, right? And you keep taking money out or currency, emotional currency out, or you keep allowing others to continue taking emotional currency out, And never putting anything back, what happens? One day you go to the ATM machine, and it's not going to give you anything because there's nothing in your account, right? So, to your point, you know the 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 loving yourself and the prioritizing of some time, emotional time, mental time for yourself is essential, correct?
1: Yes. If you want to show up as your best self, and it will have ripple effects. You will see, like you said, you know, when you're going to that ATM if you're depositing. In there, you will see that it will have ripple effects into all areas of your life. And other people will start to say, What are you doing? You know, you seem different. And it might, it doesn't have to be like we said before, it doesn't have to be a huge goal. It can be as simple as sitting down and reading a book because you enjoy that, giving yourself that time, taking a walk. You know, I I tell people if I'm working with them one-to-one, I refuse to work with someone who will not take at least 15 minutes. And they decide what they want to do. I'm not picking that for them. The answers are within, but you have to take at least, I mean, that's the minimum 15 minutes a day for yourself to just reconnect, just chill out.
0: Awesome. Awesome words of wisdom. And before we kind of close out, I I want to talk about the healing for you. I want to talk about the growth for you. We, we, we've now gotten into that self priority. So Talk to me about heal for you, grow for you, show up for you, make this time personal, okay? Let's bring it home to the listeners and really help them understand the importance of this.
1: So personal development is personal. We are all on a unique journey and we have to show up for ourselves in order to see growth. If, you know, we put ourselves off of that to-do list and we just skip the things that we really love, the things that bring us joy and, you know, I call it in the flow. If you feel yourself losing track of time and saying, you know, I really love this. If you skip those things, you're doing yourself a huge disservice and everyone you encounter because you'll have this lack, you know, something is missing, I'm missing something. So you need to, work on yourself and this doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you this just means that you don't want to stand still you want to continue moving forward and the beauty of it is it doesn't have to be exactly the way you thought it was going to be in fact it will evolve and it's exciting when it does and let yourself be open to that personal development journey we don't have to you know if we write that goal down the great part is, is you can rewrite it. And when you achieve that, of course, you're going to write it bigger and better. And remember that there's nothing wrong with you right now. But I know that inside you, you think, well, what can I learn? What can I do? So make it personal. And you deserve that because we all deserve to be happy and healthy. So I hope anyone listening right now goes back and listens again and steal some tips and then make it personal for yourself. Enjoy this unique journey that we're on and, you know, then come tell us, share this and tell everyone what you're going to do, because we learn when we listen and learn from other people, it ignites that fire inside of us to, you know, go out and work on our own personal development.
0: We all deserve to be healthy and happy. Okay. And it starts with us first. As she said, how many times have we been on a flight? And the first thing that they tell you, regardless of whether you have kids, regardless of whether you're traveling, traveling with someone who is elderly, what is the first thing they say? If those oxygen masks come down, put your mask on first. They say that for a reason, family. All right. So let's make sure that we are continuing to prioritize ourselves in the midst of everything else that we got going on in our lives and on our journey. Okay. Miss Kate, it has been a pleasure having you here in the Sexy Cool Lounge, and this will not be the last time that I have you here. Trust that. So tell everybody where we can find you. How can we blow up your social media, uh, email address, website, wherever you want us to find you and and continue to support you because you support us? Let us know, please.
1: Well, first, massive amounts of gratitude to you, Jimmy. I really was excited to chat with you from the initial time that we sent messages back and forth about setting this up. I could feel that sexy, cool vibe energy. And I just really love that we were able to connect and chat. And anyone who listens to your show, I would love, I truly do appreciate every single person that's on my Instagram. It's Kate underscore Macaulay, which is M C C A U L E Y underscore X O. Sure, it's in the show notes. You can click on that. And then um, tell me, you know, you heard me on the sexy, cool lounge because. I don't just look at that Instagram. I'm not trying to be an influencer by any means. I really am trying to make an impact and I love connecting with people on there. So tell me that you heard the episode, send me a DM and I will love to just have that interaction between us. And then if you would like to, my website is www.shopdownnewnail.com and there's all kinds of different things on there that you can check out. If you're interested in taking this a step further, I am here for it. If you think that your company, your you know people that you serve, in any capacity, is looking for a workshop facilitator, a speaker, I have a talent coordinator, Liz, and she and I would love to connect with you. I'll bring that Philly keeping it right vibe, uh, keeping it real vibe, to any uh, situation I go to. So thank you again, Jimmy, and you know much love to all of
0: your listeners. And thank you for uh, coming on board and giving us some love. So definitely family. Let's go blow up her Instagram and let's give her website some love, okay? If you didn't get a chance to write that information down, do not worry, because it will always be in the show notes. You can find it there, all right? So let's give her some love. Ms. Kate, thank you for coming through and hanging out in a sexy, cool lounge. And family, hey, remember, through everything that we've talked about today, let's make sure that we love ourselves. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe, right? And never forget this. I say it to you all the time because I mean it. Even though we do not have as much as others, family, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you guys, and I will see you on the next episode.